21st century, the Olympics are a large-scale international event that the world pauses to watch and enjoy. From Rio to London, the Games showcase the very best athletes from around the world every four years. The third Olympiad was held in 1904 in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's one for the books. And not in a good way. (laughs) So let's talk history a little bit. The first... Modern Olympics took place in 1896 in Athens, Greece. The 1900 Games took place in Paris. 1904 marked the first time the Olympics took place outside of Europe and in a majority English language nation. The events took place over the course of four months. You may be wondering, well, what about the Winter Olympics? They didn't start until 1924. At this point in 1904, the Russo-Japanese War had erupted over Russia's attempt to expand its presence into the Korean Peninsula. This led to tensions across Europe. Combine this with the difficulty of traveling to St. Louis, many athletes declined to compete. The 1896 Athens Olympics had 14 competing countries. The Paris Olympics had 24. The 1904 Games saw just 12. Such a short list, I can rattle them off for you. Australia, (laughs) Austria, Canada, Cuba, France, Germany, Great Britain, Greece, Hungary, South Africa, and Switzerland. Now, some reports indicate that Italy, Norway, and Newfoundland were also represented, but they're not in the official Bookkeeping. The United States dominated the games, winning 239 total medals. Germany had the second largest medal count at 13. Now, don't go chanting USA, USA just yet, because this wasn't actually as an incredible feat from the US team as it may have seen. There were 94 events in total, and at 52 of them, the only athletes that completed were US athletes. <laughs> so there's like 150 medals for you right there. Chicago had originally won the bid to host the 1904 Olympics, Uh, but St. Louis was already planning to hold a World's Fair to celebrate the centennial of the 1803 Louisiana Purchase. So because of this, the organizers of the event threatened to hold a rival sporting event at the World's Fair, so the Games were relocated to take place in conjunction with this event. This led the Games to being just another event during the year's worth of festivities. Unlike today, where the world stops to pay attention, the third ever modern Olympics were rather overlooked. So these Games brought several additional to the Olympics. Boxing, dumbbells, freestyle wrestling, and the decathlon made their debut at the St. Louis Olympics. The golf course used was also the first built west of the Mississippi River. Now, 1904 was a different world. Organizers held, quote, anthropology days in which men of various ethnicities competed against white athletes. At the World's Fair, some 1,400 indigenous people from Asia, the Pacific Islands, Africa, the Middle East, and South America were displayed in anthropological exhibits that purportedly showed them in their natural habitats. As bad as this sounds, we've made this sound even a little bit nicer than it was. Like, they were bringing these people to study how non-white men competed in athletic ability, which is, like, a horrific thing to think about in the modern it's world. terrible. Terrible. Now, these anthropology days were not officially part of the Olympics program, but because they were having all of this stuff at once, they were pretty closely associated with each other. Organizers held side events for these men uh, from other areas of the world. These events included traditional Olympic events such as the long jump, archery, and the javelin throw, as well as specially made contests like pole climbing and mud throwing. The event was billed as a display of natural athletic ability, but I think from our viewpoint today, it's easy to consider this exploitation. Not cool. Like, not cool. It's never a good thing to have people performing for you like this, right? Like that's, you know, just bringing people in there and then like pointing at them. Very just not nice 1904. So let's talk a little bit about 
about some of the events. American gymnast George Iser won six medals despite his left leg being made of wood. Pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> when there was just all American competitors, you know. Still, can you do a, uh, a backflip with a wooden leg? I can't do a backflip with two non-wooden legs. There's no way. <laughs> That's true. Frank Kugler won medals in freestyle wrestling, weightlifting, and tug-of-war, making him the only competitor to win a medal in three different sports at the same Olympic Games. Tug-of-war, Mike. Tug-of-war. <laughs> tug-of-war, believe it or not, was a very popular event at the Summer Games from 1900 until 1920. Six five-men teams gripped the ropes in 1904, one from Greece, one from South Africa, and four from the United States, and the event counted as part of the overall team track and field championships. Out of the nearly 100 sports at the 1904 Olympics, archery was the only event in which women were allowed to compete. Women did step into the boxing ring, but their bouts were considered display events and no medals were awarded. That's also really bad, <laughs> 1904. Not a good look for 1904. No, it's not, not, not a good time. But this is where it gets real. All of this that we've spoken about so far is basically just an appetizer to what is the marathon event at the 1904 Olympics. This is what the 1904 Olympics is truly famous for, and you are about to find out in great detail just why. Runners didn't do very well in this marathon. (laughs) Only 34% of the 41 registered runners finished, and the fastest time, so the winner of the 1904 Olympic marathon, was some 98% slower than all other times ever recorded for Olympic marathon finishers. Not winners, finishers. So it's not not everyone that has ever competed in an Olympic marathon and finished it, they were basically all faster than the winner of the 1904 marathon. So why is that so? There are some very clear reasons for this. So temperatures on this day were between 90 and 100 degrees Fahrenheit in the sun, making many of the runners ill or just basically not wanting to finish the thing. Marathon experts say that if temperatures are over 70 degrees Fahrenheit on a running day, on the marathon day, it should actually be postponed. Past that, it's too much. For example, John Lorden, he was picked to win the race. He had previously won the Boston Marathon, but he made it just two blocks into the event before he collapsed, vomiting at the side of the race course. Water was not available to runners until they were until they were several miles into the race. There was actually just one water source for the whole stretch of the marathon, and that water was pumped from a well, making more of the runners sick. 19 miles into the race, another American man, a racer named William Garcia, was found sick, coughing up blood on the street. This was because he was breathing in too much dust that had been kicked up from the cars that were passing him on the same dirt road as the race. He actually could have bled to death as he'd not been found because the dust was getting into his body and eroding away like the lining of his stomach. Mm. That is no bueno, my friend. (laughs) Um, At the same time, a South African runner by the name of Len Tao was being chased off the course by a pack of wild dogs. He finished ninth. (laughs) (laughs) He was chased for a mile off of the course and he still finished ninth. Len Tao, it's quite interesting actually, he was one of the first two black Africans to compete in the Olympics. Len, whose real name was Len Ton Yen, and joined by Jan and joined by Jan Mashiani were both Tswana tribesmen who had been brought over to reenact the Boer War. They were part of the exhibition 
part of like okay. the World's Fair. However, they both decided to enter and run the race. Messiani finished 12th. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. A Cuban postman named Felix Carbajal joined the marathon of his own accord. He actually saved up money and traveled from Cuba to enter the race. He ran in his street clothes, including long pants that he cut into shorts, which is always a good look. He had never run competitively before this. Along the route, <laughs> this is great. Along the route, he stopped in an orchard to steal and eat some apples. They turned out to be rotten and he had to stop to lay down. He later got up from his nap and placed fourth. <laughs> took a nap. So the fourth place winner took a nap because he ate a rotten apple. The ninth place winner was chased for a mile by wild dogs. This is kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. American Fred Lortz was the first to reach the finish line. That is not as impressive as it sounds because he dropped out at mile nine due to the heat and cramping that he was suffering. So he jumped into his trainer's car to be escorted back to the finishing line. However, the car broke down a few miles short of the finish line, so he hopped out and ran the rest of the way. He ended up running back into the stadium, across the finish line, and finished the race as if he had won. Though he initially went along with it all, he soon admitted that it was a joke after some spectators claimed that he'd not run the entire race. That's uh, that's cheating, I think. <laughs> that is definitely cheating in a marathon. Yes, that is cheating. So let's talk about the uh, legitimate leader of the race, an American named Thomas Hicks. Throughout the race, he was begging his support staff who were following along in cars for a drink of water they kept refusing seven miles from the finish his handlers fed him a concoction of strychnine and egg whites now this chemical is the main ingredient in rat poison but in small doses can be used to increase heart rate and muscle strength that is a good substitute for water i think yep no that works Mm. strychnine and egg whites after hicks began to falter trainers gave him yet more egg whites and topped it off with some brandy by the last mile he was near collapse and began to hallucinate. He crossed the finish line as the true winner, but was obviously then immediately taken to the hospital too weak to accept his prize. Hicks weighed eight pounds less at the end of the race than he did at the start. So why was there no water on the course? Why didn't Hicks' team give him water when he begged for it? So this isn't just a case of negligence or stupidity. Well, maybe it's kind of stupidity. James Edward Sullivan, one of the game's organizers, wanted to run an experiment to see how athletes would perform under extreme dehydration. The worst part is that after the games, he said that the marathon shouldn't return for 1908, claiming that it is indefensible on any ground but historic. I think James Edward Sullivan's actions are indefensible. Yeah, he is not a good man. There's just a whole lot of WTF to pick from here. 1904 is a different world. You had the whole anthropology days situation, just unspeakable. You have James Edward Sullivan experimenting on runners, wild dogs. I mean, I don't even know what to pick for like the worst part of this. It's all terrible. I just feel bad for everyone, really. Like, <laughs> I, I, nobody did a good thing. The, the, you know, all of the American winners, the majority of them, they won because they were the only people there, right? The, the marathon runners, for some reason, there were people that just were able to just join the race, which doesn't make any sense. Like, the, the two people from Africa, they just joined the race randomly. Our friend from Cuba, Felix, like, he just joined the race randomly and everybody was able to just compete in the Olympics. What a mess. I'm kind of surprised that they ever let the Olympics leave Europe again after that (laughs) well thank you to listener alan for the suggestion this week it was a lot more to this than i thought when i started researching it if you want to find links uh, to the articles we've talked about there's also a link to a video in the show notes about the
the the marathon itself. You can find those at relay.fm slash ungeniust slash 10. You can get in touch there as well. There's an email link. You can find us on Twitter. Mike is I-M-Y-K-E. You can find me on Twitter at ISMH. Until our next Word article, Mike, say goodbye. Goodbye. Adios.